Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. And over there is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Good day, sir. What's happening? What's going on, man? 54-19. That's what's happening. It was it. Is that how many it was? Yeah, 35 point win. That's not that's not normal. That's not regular. Uh, we of course are presented by our friends at Bet Online. Thank you so much. Betonline.ag is where you go. You get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit if you use the promo code BLEAV. B-L-E-A-V. That is believe. Don't ask us why we spell believe the way we spell it. Just type it in and get your 50%. And then if the Cowboys win by 35 and you bet on them to cover, you'll be in good shape. The line against the Texans is already 16 and a half. And I'm not going to offer advice on that because that's a big ass number in an NFL game. But they've got you covered for every single sport there at Bet Online. So whether you want to use the app or betonline.ag, they got you hooked up. Use the promo code BELIEVE. Uh, I don't think they're going to win by 35. But holy cow, what an avalanche of a fourth quarter. Uh, I kind of was mad because I do a morning show now on 97.1 The Freak. And so on Sunday nights, I want to go to bed. And once mm. I knew who was going to win, I was getting kind of pissed at Jeff Saturday for calling pass plays because I was like, dude, your quarterback is afraid. You can't block them. You guys are dead. You should start taking knees with eight minutes left and get us the hell out of here so I can go to bed. So I'm just mad at Jeff Saturday. That's my opening statement. And I I'm right there with you. You do a morning show. I have to be up and get to work. I have to work out and then get to work. And I don't get, I have to do a post game show. So not only do I have to watch the game to the very end, I got to do a post game show after that and then get up at 5 30 in the morning to go work out. So yeah, I'm with you. I thought Jeff Saturday should have taken a whole bunch of knees and just waved the right flag a lot earlier than he did in the fourth quarter when he took the victory. Can you take the victory kneel down? Losing knee? So he took the knee. That's yeah, they did the very last play. He took a knee. Yeah, yeah you can do a – I don't know what kind of shift. I don't, you wouldn't use the Landry shift. I don't know if the Cowboys have a Campo shift. Uh, but, like, if they were losing, they could do – and, I, by the way, I just want to put this out there. I love Dave Campo. His teams were awful. Dave Campo is one of the sweetest men you'll ever meet. I love that man. Has one of the nicest Rolex watch collections that you'll find. No, seriously. I don't know. One of the nicest Rolex collections that you will ever see. OG style, like what the Rolex gave. Cowboys money spends. It spends. It works. So we're on Odell Beckham watch. I was going to say, see, look at that. That's a professional. I was going to say, speaking of spending money. Or speaking of watches. Yes. We're currently watching. Ooh. For Odell Beckham. You sound like you've done this before. To see if he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy, which I do think he's going to be. But I'm going to tell you, um, we'll talk about we'll talk about the game. But uh, today is an Odell day because he's visiting the Cowboys today, allegedly going to be at the Maverick game tonight. Uh, I would not be surprised if he signs with the Cowboys in the next couple of days. Uh, do you have any sort of feeling on what he may or may not do? I'm more interested in what he may or may not be able to bring you. Because the fact that he is not really like even working out for anybody, he's just like, I promise, please give me my money. And then I promise. 
uh, is a little bit got me kind of going, huh? How about that? Is he going to be able to help at all this year? But I expect him to be a cowboy at some point this week. I I think not this week. I, I think Odell still wants that feeling of I'm going to finish the process, and I I have this strange feeling that one more team is going to be a late entry, and it's going to be like before I make a decision. I'm going to just check out one more location. I don't know where that location is going to be, but I just feel like there's one more team that he may be uh, uh, trying to trying to trying to see if he could draw up some interest from. And then I think he'll make a decision. But like you, it's very weird. And I've said this from the beginning about one. How much can Odell Beckham help you this year? And to kind of tie into the game, I watched last night Michael Gallup attempt to run a route against Stefan Gilmore who was very long in the tooth himself. Now, Stefan Gilmore ran the route for him and, and, and knew where the route was going. But again, it was just watching him trying to get through this route, and he couldn't quite get to the route the way that you would want a receiver to get through a route. Um, and I'm thinking, like, boy, like, we're, we're, we're like six, seven games in with Michael's coming off an ACL injury, and you still see the limitations in him and his route running, and he's younger and he doesn't have uh, the second ACL injury on his knee. Uh, our good friend Bobby Belt, he listed out a, a, a list of Odell Beckham's injuries since 2007. I'm sorry, 2017. And they're all on the left leg. It's like an ankle. It's like a, fibula, a, a broken fibula. And there's two ACLs. like a quad contusion in there or something like that. So it's like everything that has happened to him has happened on that left leg. And now you're talking about him coming off of that, no training camp, no anything. He's been with no team working out in any physical way to get himself ready to go. And then all of a sudden he's going to sign at the end of this week and be able to help you in a significant way in the next four to five weeks. I, I, I did. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not well in his ability to, I don't know. I mean, maybe he has a Wolverine in him. But it's just I find it very hard to believe that the human body will be able to recover in that amount of time and then be able to be a viable receiver in the National Football League running routes that um, no one has seen you run in 11 months. Like if nothing else, if I'm like Jerry, I'm like, hey, listen, we can walk down to the Bank of America right now. Get your account set up, get the thing wired over to you, all that kind of good stuff. Give me 12 routes. Give me, give me 12 routes. Give, give me two. 12, give me 12 routes while I can take you on the field right now, run through to the route tree. And, and if that clears, we'll go to the bank. We'll go to the bank. I'll get the money to you right now. But I just, I can't open up the bag to a dude who I did not like, you got to show me something before. Like nobody gets signed off nothing. Like nobody, nobody gets signed off nothing. No workout, no nothing. I gotta see something. I gotta see something. Yeah, and the other the other thing would be if if you are going to end up in a I'm not gonna call it a bidding war because with a few teams interested and with what I believe his market is, uh, I'd be stunned if Odell Beckham sight unseen is gonna get like a Michael Gallup contract. But if it's any sort of multi-year deal, which allegedly is what he wants. And it's a reasonable amount of money for more than one year. It's, this doesn't really matter. It's just a, a note that goes off in my head 
man, they got no hope for Jalen Tolbert. If they are just like, hey, our third round rookie, yeah, we're going to we're gonna have three paid wide receivers. Well, he they are signing that is his death warrant before he's even gotten to his second training camp, and that would be weird. Um, so I hope ideally that you just you give him whatever, and it's a per week roster bonus, and you here there's a giant bonus if we win if we get to the NFC title game. Here's an extra million and a half if we win the Super Bowl. Woot woot, and just tied to stuff like that. And that's the way that I hope this thing gets done. But we'll see. We'll be on Odell Beckham watch. The other position that I think the Cowboys got to worry about. Before we move on, before we move on, I, I do want to ask this question. If Jerry Jones called you right now, called you up and said, Jeff, need to get Odell Beckham to a place that would win him over, but I need you to take him to that place. What is the place that Jeff Cavanaugh is taking Odell Beckham to kind of give him Dallas. Uh, we'd probably go to Arby's. See? Um, all right. All right. No, I would take him to uh, – see, I don't – you know, I'd have to see. Odell said that he's done with the rock star lifestyle. And if that's true, then he would love hanging out with me because we would just be going to a dive bar. We'd be going to, like, Ships or Stan's Blue Note. We'd be going to a crappy dive bar, drinking cold beer and watching whatever sport is on that night. And we're going to find out because if Odell is an old man at heart, me and him are going to go to a real rundown kind of place. We'll be at Milo's, uh, and we're going to have a time. See, because other people, they go to – I don't do Dallas the way people with money do Dallas. I don't do it. That's not how I do it. I don't want the music loud. I don't want bottle service. I don't want people that are near me. I want space and the beer to cost less and the roof to be sagging a little bit. You wonder if it might come down at any moment. That's my kind of place. I'm going to show Odell like my Dallas. Huh? Smell like mildew? It can. Definitely as you approach the bathroom. Yeah. 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 All right. I mean, he's got a he's got a kid. Maybe he has maybe he's with that same girl. I don't know. But if he is, he needs to he needs to hang out with me. No, I just this was curious. I I wanted to see where would you would take him to go to a place. I think you just Google up the best dive bars in Dallas, and that's where he and I are gonna end up. Now, if we want to black out, we might end up at the Old Crow. That'll get dangerous. Uh, the Step Up Lounge, always dangerous. Because uh, yeah, I think about do- a guy like Odell Beckham, right? Like, what what can you show him, right? Like, he's lived think- in California his entire life. Not entire life, but his adult life and in New York City. Like, you've been in two of the biggest major markets when it comes to the Hollywood-type atmosphere. So what can you basically show him that he hasn't seen? Well, you can show you just show him that hey, what was your favorite part about LA? What was your favorite part about New York? Because this is the beauty of DFW. I can do all of them. What did you like? Did well, you like New York? Cool. Which part? All right, let me go take you to what's like that. Did you like California? Cool. I'll show you what's like that. Uh, the only thing I can't offer you is the ocean. The ocean. That's all I don't that's, have. That, that's that's tough. You know, when he opens up his when he opens up his blinds to his window and it's showing you the. Malibu, what is it called? The Malibu set? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. That's cool. Go play with the Rams. Have fun. Uh, no, but I could take him to White Rock Lake, and me and him could get a two-man kayak, and we could be on the water. We just aren't going to be on the ocean. That's all. Okay. All right. Just want to see. You know what they're going to do? They're going to take him. He's going to go to the Maverick game tonight, and then when they're done at the Maverick game, they're going to go to Nick and Sam's. Mm -hmm. And when they're done at Nick and Sam's, if he wanted to go somewhere, they'd go to. 
bottled blonde or wherever it is that Zeke used to go. I don't know if he still goes hard, but like that, and that would be it. It'd be like, here's our nightlife. Here's the steakhouse. Here's the Mav game. What's the other one that, that, uh, that's down in deep Ellum. Is that the bottle blonde? Or the... Yeah. Is bottle it? blonde is in deep Ellum. Yeah. It's the, what are the other ones called citizen? And I mean, ask shippy. Our guy Shippy, the DJ of the Stars and Mavs, yeah. he's trying to kick that lifestyle too, but he still knows where all the people are. So he could, he probably needs to just get with Odell tonight, and they'll get it all figured out. All right. All right, from the actual game, Cowboys 16,000, Colts, however many they scored. Um, you did lose Anthony Brown, which it's weird because, I'll be honest, Anthony Brown hadn't been very good this year. But he is a starting NFL corner, and he has been for seven years. And you haven't seen anything from a second or a third-round pick in Kelvin Joseph and Deshaun Wright that says that you're ready for them to be taking the field and playing snaps in the NFL. But I also don't think that there is a dude on the streets that plays corner or the NFL would have already money-whipped him and he'd be in the league. There's just not enough dudes. Um, so like Deron Bland has been playing for Jordan Lewis and is going to play and you can feel okay about that because he's shown you I'm out here and you don't hear my name that much until last night when you heard his name, cause he was intercepting every pass and breaking up two point conversions. But Kelvin Joseph, Kelvin Joseph is going to be in the crosshairs of everyone you play. Like they're going to come right at you because you're a second round pick who hasn't been able to get on the field, which means every NFL team knows you have struggled because they've wanted you to have a job and you haven't taken it, we're going to come find you. Are you worried about that? Yeah, literally last night, Matt Ryan said, oh, who's the number one guy out there? We're throwing the fade ball right now to him. Like, that's literally what happened last night. They found the guy who just entered the game for the guy who just went out, and they threw a fade ball right his way for a touchdown. So it bothers me because while Anthony Brown finds himself in very um, – poor situations with down the field ball he's bad he's bad with his back to the ball he really is I, I and i think that's the that if there's one attribute that deron bland gives you um i know that he plays more slot than he does outside but he has ball skills like he has he he kind of almost has um digs ish type ball skills where he's saying if the ball's in my vicinity i'm going to try to intercept it like like he understands that feel of how to get his hands on the football and bring it in for an interception. So that's the one good quality that he does have. Um, but playing outside and inside, while most people don't think that's a difference or, 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 or a change, it really is. And also playing, when you play slot, a lot of times you're not playing the entire, you kind of come in and out of the game depending on what personnel that they may put in the game. When you go to outside corner, you're playing every single snap. Um, so, and then not having the depth anymore. Every time you lose a man, the depth goes down and down and down and down. And like you said earlier, there aren't that many viable defensive backs just, you know, chilling down at the bottle blonde saying, you know, when I finish this brew, I'm going I'm to come holler at you. Uh, so that's concerning, especially heading into the playoffs. You don't want to, you, you want to try to close in all of the gaps that you may have had or are having the closer you get to January and you know, who's to say in the next game, Land doesn't go down or Kelvin Joseph doesn't go down. Um, you know, now you're talking about 
who is it? Kendall Sheffield. He'll probably be elevated off of the practice squad. He's a, he's another one of Dan Quinn's guys from Atlanta. That's been on the Cowboys for a couple weeks. I can give you a wild card. The one wild card I would give you, and I'm terrified of super tall corners. It makes me so uncomfortable because their feet don't move fast enough because they're too tall. Uh, but Israel Mukwamu played a little bit in preseason, and that is what he played his last two years at South Carolina. If it gets crazy, get ready. You're going to have a six foot five corner or a six foot four corner. Get some Mukwamu. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the right, uh, the right move that they want to make. All right, Parsons. He probably could play corner. I'm not. I don't, I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to doubt it. He he most definitely could probably play corner. That was when I knew that that uh, that Indy was always in trouble because two weeks in a row it's kind of felt like a college game where a team on an NFL Sunday can show up and play with you, but over the course of time, more and more possessions, you just like, oh, yep, sure enough, they're not good enough. When they came out to start the second half and got third and eleven, and they were backed up a little bit, and they handed the ball off. Indianapolis did. I was like, oh, yep, that's a team that knows your pass rush is too good. We refuse. They basically announced punt on third down, and that was when I knew that game was over. And then there was about 10 more moments where it was over, over, and then over, 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 over. Uh, but that was the first one where I was just like, oh, yeah, Indy knows. Like, we, we can't there, even drop is, back. Is there any concern, like even a little bit, that you were only a two-point – a two-point lead heading into the fourth quarter with this team? Oh, I guess a little bit, but you can – I just think you do that across the league. And Indy uh, – like Philadelphia had to play a full 60 to beat them. Right. And Dallas had to play 38 to beat them. Uh, wait, hold on. What am I doing? 15? Whatever. They they had to play – is it 12 or 15? I'm drawing a blank on how these games work. 15. Philly had to play 60. You had to play 47. 45. 47. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, a little bit cuz early in the game, uh Dak guy here, I I just thought this was probably Dak's this might have been Dak's worst game since he got back and you ended up with 50 something points cuz you ended up with short fields and they've been amazing on third downs and in the red zone, number 1 in the league since he got back. 84%. Man, it, it, it seemed like the pass game was a struggle uh and he had at least three or four bad balls and the, there's a fine line where you talk about quarterbacks and anticipation and that can anticipate. That's not a problem, but there's a fine line between just blindly believing your guy is going to win and anticipating like the Gallup ball, both of them, the slant and the one that I guess you would call that route of comeback uh, where he wasn't winning. You can't just say my guy's going to win and just heave the ball out there and see what happens, especially without guys that consistently separate. So uh, and as usual, they got to the second half and Dak started throwing darts. But yeah, the first half of the game, my concern was, man, the quarterback's not throwing the ball very well. And that's not good. And by the end of it, Pollard had his signature huge play. Dak had his on the run to the right, uh, throw to Gallup for a touchdown, and it was all fine. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's all fine. Um, but yeah, early in the game, I was just like, man, the only really unfortunate thing right now is the quarterback is not playing well or they would be kicking this team's ass. Now, do I give the credit? Because I do want to give credit where credit is due. Do I give the credit to Kellen Moore slash Mike McCarthy or do I give it to, you know, sometimes Dak just having a little bit of smell of salt, maybe one of the little, little locker room hot dogs uh, at halftime and coming back out. Uh, but this team has shown 
that even in their slow starts, they they've come out second halves of these football games this year and really been at times a, a completely different football team. So is is that Kellen Moore finally coming to a place where he's like, yeah, I can make adjustments. Yeah, I can you know change and do things differently than I've done before. Uh, and 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 now this is this is my way of of showing the world that I'm I'm not a one trick pony and and you know I like I think I tend to give credit to coaching staffs for that if it if it feels pretty regular that you go from all right it's a battle what are we gonna do here and then the second half and it's just like man now we are way better than you it's hard to know exactly, but I credit, yeah, I would credit, I credit big Mike. I credit Kellen. I credit Dan Quinn. I think Quinn's was the easiest to pinpoint where he was just like, we're going to just, we're going full siege. We're coming after Matt Ryan. Like, cause I know you can't move. And they started blitzing the hell out of him. Like that one was easier to tell exactly what was different on offense. Right. I don't know that it was like drastically different concepts or anything. It was just, oh yeah, we can do this. What and the craziest part was, it seemed like there were so many passing plays that were either bad timing, bad throw, incompletion, uh, had to check it down for zero yards or three yards or whatever. But boy, they get to third and 10, easy. Easy money. First and 10's hard. Second and 10's hard. Third and 10, sure. 17 yards, whatever. It just, I don't know how sustainable that is, but being the best third down team and the best red zone team, well, you keep that up, that'll be okay. That'll work out. And I think there's two areas that the Cowboys have significantly grown in because in years past, they were terrible on third downs and they were subpar in the red zone. You'd be like, what are we doing? We get in the red zone and we don't get touchdowns. We're kicking a bunch of field goals and that's how we lose in tight games. But they, they've turned the corner this year significantly. I'll, I'll say since Dak has been back, they've gotten in the red zone and been able to, to just finish their food. Well, and CD has started being the dude that was one of the best things about him in college was CD was hell after the catch. And yes. in the NFL, he didn't start off that way. He wasn't really yes. running through tackles. He wasn't, you know, that third and I think it was third and 10 where he caught it on like a five yard crosser. And then he's like, yep. Whoop, let me work my way back up field a little bit. Whoop, let me work my way this way. Oh, let me let you feel me for a second when uh, I'm going to get stopped here at the three or four yard line. And so he's starting to get some of that going. Uh, Gallup on a straight line once again is good on the third and whatever that was when Dak, I think that was third and 10 too, where he's rolling right and got it to him. Uh, so yeah, it's it's nice to have a quarterback where when you get to third and 10, your team isn't dead in the water because we got to see that for five weeks. And I don't want to, but I'm not going to talk bad about that quarterback because he went four and one, damn it. He kept the season alive. Thank you, Cooper Rush. But it is it's it's nice when you get to third and ten and you don't immediately go make a snack. I'm like, all right, here comes a four yard gain and a punt. Uh, so life is good. Life is good for the Cowboys. I'm trying to think: is there anything else I need to get to out of this game? Good job, Damone Clark. Good job, Deron Bland. I think the Cowboys are also getting themselves prepared for Tyron Smith to come back. You saw a bunch of series where Jason Peters was playing left tackle. They kicked. Uh, Tyler Smith back inside the guard. So they're getting, yeah. they're, they're sneak, they're not, they're not sneakily or quietly, but they're getting those reps in, those live game reps with, with Tyler Smith in there at guard. I guess they I guess they are preparing for, uh, for, for, for Tyler Smith to come back and it'd be the, the Smith and Smith left side. And they tell us how important continuity is. And then in the middle of a game that's still competitive, they 
play with their offensive line. And I'm like, y'all need to stop lying to me about how important the continuity is when you're willing to swap them out. And then the next drive, you swapped them right back. <laughs> this is the third drive of the game. The game was not over. It was the third drive. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, let's just do a little bit of this. And that's two weeks in a row they've done that. So, yeah, I would bet you, if I were a betting man, I don't know if it worries you. Maybe he's been in the league long enough that once he's healthy, you're not worried about it. I bet they want Tyron to be ready for Philly. Oh, you think so? I bet they want to run him out there no. for Philly. Yeah, I, you don't want to run him out there to that. I think I think you got to get a ramp up game. You got to get one before that. You don't want you you'd be you would be rushing very quickly if you wanted to get him a warm up game cuz didn't Philly three out? Two out. Yeah, yeah, third game. Yeah, third game. You got you got Houston and you got Jacksonville. Yeah, I think Philly. it's going to be he opens his practice window maybe this week at some point. Yeah. And then I think you get him. I think he's going to be back for Philly. Ooh. Because that's okay. just – because that's sexy. Yeah. That's sexy. Because okay. then you don't have Connor McGovern trying to block Javon Hargrave or uh, or Jordan Davis or Fletcher Cox or anybody else on Philly. You're like, hey, Tyler Smith, and Tom and Tom you go wrestle them big boys. Linval Joseph. I think we got everything right there, man. We'll prepare ourselves for next week. All right, rock and roll. Uh, remember, the Cowboys are going to win by 100 this week, so that's good. Uh, we are Believe in the Dallas Cowboys, presented by Bet Online. Thank you guys for being here. That's former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Which way? That way. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. Eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.